Hello, and welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. I'm Lindsay Mayland, and I'm so excited to be here with you. I just got to spend a long weekend with my family who came to visit me, and it was you know, truly wonderful to spend the time with them, um, and it actually inspired this podcast episode. So my family hasn't been to my home in a few years because of the pandemic, um, and during this time, we did some paintings, some renovations, and some redecorating, so our home does look a lot different than it did the last time they saw it. And my mom mentioned to me that if she had seen pictures of my house, she would know they were mine because the colors and the style just feel like me. And I know what she means. Uh, many times I may see a picture on social media, and without even seeing the name of the person who posted it, I can tell who made it. Each of us develops a unique sense of color, design, and style that we bring into our lives, and not just in the quilts we make, but also in our wardrobe and our home. It becomes a part of our identity, and it helps cultivate a special feeling when we see that color out in the world. So on today's show, I thought it might be fun to talk about some reasons you may want to develop a signature color palette and then also how to find one for yourself. So first, let's chat about why a signature color palette can be helpful in your quilting life. So it can actually help define you. So I did hint at it a little earlier, but once you've chosen a signature color palette, your friends and family start seeing it as your color palette and will be reminded of you when they see the colors paired together. And these colors can share a lot about your personality. So for example, um, if you love a saturated magenta, maybe paired with black and white, uh, you may have a bold personality and like to stand out in a crowd. Now, if you lean towards blues, browns, and creams, you may be a calm person who appreciates tradition. If you gravitate towards greens and pinks, you may have a deep love of nature and thrive on fresh starts. So oftentimes, the colors we're attracted to and use in our quilts and our homes can offer a peek at who you are inside and what you love. So for me, my signature color palette is black, white, gray, and yellow. And my yellow can range anywhere from kind of like a lemonade bright yellow to a mustard or even a rusty yellow. But I feel like this describes my personality a little. Um, kind of like the black and white, I like tradition, I like rules, I like balance in my life. Um, and I would describe myself as a serious and straightforward person most of the time. But just like that pop of yellow, I have a fun and spontaneous streak that comes out every once in a while. Um, and I'm really drawn to sunny and warm days, and those really bring true happiness for me. So another reason to develop a signature color palette is that it gives you a head start on choosing colors for a quilt. We've heard from many quilters that choosing colors is one of the hardest parts of making a quilt. 
not all of us are confident in our color pairing abilities. But if you have a signature color palette, you now have a place to start. And it doesn't mean you have to stick to the same colors every time you make a quilt. So let me share an example from a member of our staff. So Joanna's signature color palette is dusty pink, lavender, aqua, and sage green. So with this, she can use all of these colors in a quilt. She can choose a few and add new colors or make one of these colors a standout color paired with neutrals. But she has a lot of options with these four colors. For instance, she can choose sage green and aqua to start with, but maybe add a mustard yellow and an orange. Or she can use lavender and dusty pink, but add a gray, white, and orange to take it in a whole new direction. Um, she could use these core colors she loves to develop different color palettes and different feelings in a quilt, like soothing, modern, baby theme, fall theme, or more. So choosing a signature color palette also helps you know what to shop for. Have you ever been in a fabric store just not able to make up your mind on what fabric to buy? You know, maybe you're looking for a backing or a binding fabric, um, or just love a print and want to add it to your collection. So if you have a signature color palette, you can always choose one of the colors from your palette to purchase and feel fairly confident that you'll eventually use it in a quilt or that it will match a quilt you're making and probably even match your home decor. And many times, the fabrics you run out of the fastest are the ones in your signature color palette. So for instance, our staff member Allison's signature color palette is gray, aqua, and lime green. And I can assure you that those colors are probably the ones that she has the least of in her stash because she's using them the most. And therefore, she can buy those colors when she visits the store because she'll know she'll always need them. So now let's chat about how to find your signature color palette. So the first step is to look around you. What colors do you see repeated in your home decor? What colors stand out to you in your wardrobe? What colors often appear in your quilts? What are your favorite flowers in your garden? So you're probably already decorating with, sewing with, and wearing some of your favorite colors. So the next step is to think back. So did you have a favorite dress or jacket when you were younger, or favorite crayons or paint colors, or perhaps even a favorite picture book? Maybe you have memories of a room in your grandparents' home. So these things, these memories, have strong and happy feelings associated with them. So using colors that remind you of these memories or favorite childhood items can help you choose some colors. Next, you could choose a favorite season. So some people strongly associate with a specific season and the colors associated with them. So for example, our staff member Elizabeth told me, um, it could just be the influence of fall, but I'm really drawn to earthy color palettes like navy, rich browns and rusts, deep jade and aqua colors, 
golden yellows with warm blushes and creams to balance out the darkness. Elizabeth loves fall. It is her favorite season, and she loves all those cozy feelings that she gets during fall. So it's no surprise to me that her signature color palette would mirror some of these iconic autumn colors. And last, if you're still stumped, head to Pinterest. So you can look up the search term color palette on Pinterest and just start pinning anything you're drawn to. Don't think too hard about it. And after 10 to 15 minutes, look at your pinned color palettes. Are there any colors popping up again and again? And finally, we just wanted to point out that your signature color palette can change over time. I went through a phase where I really loved blues, browns, and creams together, uh, but now I can't even stand to use brown in my quilts. Um, and for a while, I was using red and navy in a lot of my quilts, but have since moved on to different colors. So don't feel like once you've chosen this color palette that you're stuck with it forever. I actually think it's really interesting to see how our color palettes um, and our likes and dislikes evolve over time and how that kind of showcases our style and taste in our quilt creations. And if you're like our staff member Jody, a signature color palette may not be limiting at all. Jody told me, my signature color palette is scrappy. I don't have a favorite color. I love them all. The more, the merrier for me. So if this resonates with you, you like to play with all the colors equally, and that is amazing too. So I would love to hear about your signature color palettes. Um, so if you have Instagram, you can use the hashtag APQpodcast to share pictures for all of us listeners to see, or you can email me at apqpodcast at meredith.com. We're going to take a quick ad break, but when we come back, we're talking about sampler quilts and a fun challenge we're hosting this weekend. Welcome back. I'm going to hand the mic over to Jody Sanders, the editor of American Patchwork and Quilting, for what's trending on Instagram, where we take a look at what's popular on social media. So take it away, Jody. This is Jody Sanders with American Patchwork and Quilting. One of the trends that I'm seeing on Instagram right now is sampler quilts. One of the first quilts that I made in 1998 was a sampler quilt. It was a six-week class, and each week we got two patterns for 12-inch square blocks. In the end, we had a 12-block quilt top with sashing and borders, and it was about a twin-size quilt. The techniques got increasingly difficult, ending with needle-turned applique. I actually made two of these quilts, one for my in-laws and one for my husband and I in Christmas colors. I'm not sure if it's nostalgia of making those early quilts or the fact that I get easily bored making the same blocks over and over, but I still have a soft spot for sampler quilts, and I'm glad to see that they remain popular today. In fact, this year I enrolled in a group that's making a new 4-inch square foundation paper piece block every day. Well, needless to say, I'm not really caught up on that. If you search the hashtag sampler quilt or sampler quilts on Instagram, you're going to find over 24,000 entries. Now, some are single blocks, some are the whole quilts, 
but they all include a magnificent range of colors, techniques, and styles. The Museum of Fine Arts Boston is hosting a six-week quilt-along to coincide with the exhibit Fabric of a Nation American Quilt Stories. The nine-block sampler was designed by contemporary quilt makers using quilts in the exhibit as inspiration for the new blocks. You can see hashtag M-F-A-Q-A-L to be inspired by the modern color combos, and you can also learn how to join in the fun. American Patchwork and Quilting is doing a free block of the month called Bright New Day. This quilt was designed by Jessica Dayon, and it's a 12-block sampler quilt. It also features how-to videos and a Facebook support group. On Instagram, you can use the hashtag APQBOM2021, and that stands for APQ Block of the Month 2021. Again, that's hashtag APQBOM2021. When I first started quilting in 1998, the sampler quilt was an in-person class. We were given assignments and expected to arrive at class the next week with our blocks made, ready for the next lesson. But today, sampler quilts are more often a quilt-along done online at your own pace. The opportunity for show-and-tell with people not only from my own community, but across states and across countries around the world is something I never could have imagined 33 years ago. Thanks, Jody. Some of the first quilts I made were sampler quilts, too. I think there's just something exciting about making a quilt where each block is different, and you definitely learn a lot and you never get bored. So next, I want to share about our Random Acts of Quiltiness Day. So these past few years, especially since the start of the pandemic, our staff has been thinking a lot about how to lift other people's spirits. It's been a hard and scary time for a lot of people, and we know the holidays can add an extra layer of stress or sadness for some. So we came up with the idea of declaring a random acts of quiltiness day, similar to a random act of kindness. So we're hoping it inspires quilters around the world to use their sewing talents to spread a little kindness and cheer to others. So the day we chose is Saturday, November 6th. It's just at the start of holiday season, but not too close um, that it may interfere with any plans or other gifting you plan to do. So if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, we have a whole day of fun and information planned. So on our social media pages, we'll be posting ideas, patterns, stories, and more aimed at helping people in three different categories. So first are our family and friends, second are our local quilt shops, and third are quilting charities. So while preparing for this day, our whole staff was just feeling so inspired to commit small, nice acts for others using our sewing skills. So some ideas or things that our staff has done that we'll be sharing um, 
may involve sewing little projects to give us gifts. Um, some may, you know, be around donating supplies or quilts to charities in need. And some may just be easy ways to show support and love to your favorite quilt store and their owners. So we'll link to a page with more details in our show notes so that you can join in and kind of read more about it. Um, but we can't wait to see all the amazing things our fellow quilters um, will do to put a smile on another person's face. I think it's so inspiring um, and just a great start to the holiday season. We're going to take a quick ad break, but we'll be right back with info about the Quilts for Care Leavers organization. And we're sharing some of our favorite products to add to your holiday wish list. Welcome back. I'm now handing the mic over to Allison Gam, the designer of Quilts and More magazine, for Quilting Changes Everything, a segment where we share the stories of quilters making a difference in their communities. Take it away, Allison. One of my favorite things about doing the Quilting Changes Everything segment is getting to read amazing stories of people from all over the world. It can be a good reminder that quilting and sewing connects us no matter how far spread apart we are. Today's story is about a pair of friends in Northern Ireland, Lynn Roundtree and Nicola Dorian Clark. Lynn and Nicola founded the Northern Ireland branch of Quilts for Care Leavers, an organization that gives quilted hugs to individuals who have just left foster care or children's homes. Their goal is to have 60 quilts made and distributed by Christmas through the help of their volunteers. Lynn explains the organization as young care leavers are people aged 16 to 25 who are leaving the care system and might be living on their own for the first time. They might feel lonely or isolated, and they might even be spending Christmas on their own. Our quilts are sized and designed so they can be wrapped around their shoulders, literally a quilted hug. We want them to know that there is someone out there who has made this quilt especially for them. Lynn and Nicola have been friends for 15 years, but didn't meet because of a shared passion for quilting. Nicola came from a creative family, whereas Lynn says she didn't have a creative bone in her body. Lynn decided to take a sewing class and Nicola was ready to help her out whenever she got stuck. Now the pair is affectionately called the witches in stitches by their husbands because of how much they sew and laugh when they're together. After hearing about Quilts for Care Leavers, an initiative in England, they contacted the organization to see how they could get involved. This is when they decided to start their own branch in Ireland. Lynn and Nicola were able to get other volunteers on board to sew everything from blocks to finished quilts. They also began having a monthly quilt block drive. The main requirement for quilts is that they finish at a specific size so that they can be draped around the shoulders to form a hug. The pandemic has made things somewhat difficult for group events, but they want to hold more sew-along sessions in the future for volunteers to meet and quilt together. They would like to establish different hubs across Ireland, and their goal is to build up their stock of quilts so care leavers can choose from a selection and pick the design they like. They always welcome new volunteers to help with piecing and quilting. 
Lynn said, if you can sew, then we can use your skill set. They will also gladly accept fabric donations of appropriate fabric. They avoid licensed material and depictions of houses and homes to prevent any possible upset. We won't know who the quilts are gifted to. It will be anonymous. The health trusts will identify the care leavers who need them, said Lynn. All of the quilts made in Northern Ireland will stay in Northern Ireland. Thanks so much, Allison. I love what Lynn said about the quilts being literally a quilted hug for others. I'm sure many quilters know the love a quilt can bring to another person. So we'll link to the Quilts for Care Leavers Facebook page. Um, they are a UK organization, but maybe some of our listeners will feel inspired to do something similar in your own community. Now we're moving on to what we are loving, a segment where we share the products our staff is obsessed with. So we're about seven weeks away from Christmas, um, and we've heard a lot of chatter about shipping and shopping being a little more difficult than usual this year. So we definitely wanted to share some of our quilty gift items early so you can add them to your list and get them in time. So these gifts I'm sharing today are for our adventurous quilters. So if you like to try new techniques, make a variety of projects, um, or experiment with fun fabrics and design, these are perfect to add to your wish list. So the first product is the Snow Joyful Star Kit from Buttermilk Basin. So this kit includes the pattern, wool, and a metal um, six and a half inch wide and tall star-shaped display stand. And the pattern is a cute snowman standing next to a Christmas tree. And it has little embellishments like a scarf, buttons, uh, a top hat with holly, and ornaments on the tree. And you can also buy a coordinating button kit. And what I love about this is that you can stitch a cute Christmas decoration, you can try your hand at wool, and you don't have to invest in a lot of materials to make it. Our next product is the Round Clasp Pouches Kit. So if you love making bags, or if you've always wanted to try one, this project is a fun one to start with. So the kit is designed by Christine Chuprick, who does a lot of designing for our magazines, if her name seems familiar. Uh, she does a lot of bag designs. So the kit includes a gold purse clasp and the instructions to make either a coin pouch or an eyeglass pouch. Um, you do have to supply your own fabric so you can make it in fabrics that you love, but it's a fun way to make something that you'll use often and just kind of try out the bag making skills. Next is the Rouge Broidery Linen Panel. So this is a printed 23 by 44 inch linen panel from French General. So the, pad or the panel has four 10 by 13 inch sampler designs to embroider. So the designs are printed right on the panel and then you can use any embroidery stitches you want to trace them or fill them in. And you can cut out the finished embroidery samples to frame individually or you can sew them into other projects. Now I want to highlight a book. 
So the book is called 365 Quilt Block Designs, and this book is from machine quilter Natalia Bonner. So the book, it's a big one. It is a 440 page. It's a full color book, and it showcases 365 machine quilting designs uh, that are meant to fill common shapes like squares, triangles, and circles. So each machine quilting design has a QR code that leads to a video where Natalia walks you step-by-step through each design. So if you are a person who likes making year-long resolutions, I think this book would be a fun kind of way to practice your machine quilting each day in 2022. Okay, the next product we're loving is um, an EPP block starter pack, and this is from Brimfield Awakening. So you can kind of dive into English paper piecing with a kit that includes acrylic templates for cutting your fabrics and then papers um, to make four finished blocks. And the blocks kind of range in size, but um, around seven inches, so they're not huge. Um, And then also all the instructions. So when the blocks are done, they can be applied to other projects to show off your skills. Um, The kit, each kit is only $12. So it's just a minimal investment to kind of try your hand at English paper piecing and, um, you know, see if you like it and want to invest in more. Okay, the next product is the Ginger Quilter Box. And I love a good subscription box. And this one is from Natalie Pratt, and it's so cute. So you get a monthly box featuring fabric, notions, patterns, and other treats. Um, And the box I just got, there was a candy bar that was so delicious and just the perfect little treat to have while I was sewing. So each box is curated around a collection of goodies based on themes. Um, So something like this is a great way to expand your fabric stash, your notions, the patterns you make, so you'll always have something new and exciting to try each month. And our last product I wanted to share is another book, and it's called The Big Book of Hand Embroidery Projects. So this book includes 52, that's a lot of patterns, 52 hand embroidery projects from top designers like Gail Pan, Kathy Schmitz, Lynette Anderson, And the projects include, you know, small quilts, bags, tea towels. There's a very wide variety, so you can definitely find something you would want to make. And the book includes a lot of how-to information so that you'll have success no matter what your skill level is. This book is only $28, and you're getting 52 designs, and you can mix and match and pair with, you know, whatever project you're making. So it's a really great value. So that's all the products we have to share today, but keep listening to upcoming shows because we have a lot more favorites to share before Christmas. And of course, we'll link to all these products in our show notes so that you can add them to your wish list or buy them for yourself. And that's it for today's show. But before we leave, we wanted to share a review of our podcast. So this review is from Quilty Chemist, and she says, I started quilting right before the pandemic and therefore haven't been able to join a guild or meet up with quilters near me. 
this podcast helps give me a sense of community, and it almost feels like talking about quilting with friends who are much more experienced than I am and are able to give me lots of pointers. Thanks to the podcast, I am now a subscriber to the American Patchwork magazine, and I make sure to look for antique quilts in every antique store and estate sale I go to. I have also visited some of the shops that are showcased in the episodes, which is super cool. I listen to the episodes in the car when I'm dropping my three-month-old off at daycare, and she calms right down when she hears the host's voices. I like to think that not only am I learning valuable skills, but I'm also teaching the next generation of quilters every time I tune into this fantastic podcast. Thank you, ladies, for helping develop my passion for quilting. Well, oh my goodness, thank you so much for your kind review, Quilty Chemist. It means the most to us. So if this review is yours, please send us an email at apqpodcast at meredith.com, which we'll list in our show notes, and we'll send you a little prize. Um, And of course, I'd love for all of our listeners to rate and review the show. Consider it maybe your quilty act of kindness you can do for us this week. Thanks, and everyone have the best start to your November, and we'll chat next week.